Rush. Everyone was too busy to see the tiny spider that got into the path of the rays. The spider was now radioactive. Peter felt it bite. Hey, Parker! Yes, What's the matter, Parker? Why'd you scream? His Aunt May loved him dearly. You are not going to phone the police until you've heard what I have to say. Thanks, Aunt May. Oh, Parker. Uh, Parker. How did I jump so hard? Peter tried to make friends. When did this war? Judy, will you go to the science fair with me? You must be kidding. Town at the Daily Bugle. Expert! City swept by one-man crime wave. You shouldn't have taken it away from me. I beg your pardon. <laughs> don't you leave me alone, Jamison. Why don't you leave me alone? I warn you, it can only bring you harm. Guilty? You've got it. I'll show you a menace, Jamison. You just better hope your insurance is paid up, buddy. Because, mister, you're gonna need it. In the editor's office, a sand hand... Just pull the lava blank. Hey! He must be scared. Maybe Spider-Man can help you. Yeah. That hostile clog, I would have let him sharpen my pencil. You passed bitten by that blasted radioactive spider. But I was JJJ, and I tried to make the best of it. But you, you just won't see that, will you? Oh, Parker. Uh, may I take it with me now? Oh, certainly. Yeah, Parker. Oh. I'll call it my spider sense. Stanley Soapbox. I used to read those constantly. In fact, I'll go back and still read them just as like a time capsule where what was going on in the comics and look at the comic ads where the comic books were out that same month. You know, pick up a Tales of Spence, whatever number, and see, on sale now, those pages, and read Stan's Soapbox. Um, also read the letter pages, the responses, the bullpen would fire back to the, the audience. I always thought that was entertaining. Nothing against the DC universe, but it was more fun. It was like, wow, these are a gang of guys I'd like to work for someday. It seemed like a nice camaraderie going on. It was a nice way to present themselves to uh, up-inspiring little artists like me, Jazzy, Johnny Ramita, Jack the King Kirby, and on and on and on, Gil Sugar Lips King. Uh, so there was a nice camaraderie and, a, and almost like a, a friendship from the East Coast, being a West Coast reader. So my images like going to New York would be like, wow, we trace the steps of Spider-Man, or he went Gwen Stacy, or, or, or we go through the uh, different areas of New York, just, just from the uh, imagery that the, those books rejected back in the day. For Stanley, uh, I'm glad him and Jack are reunited again. More stories for the afterlife. Previously on Radio Flaw. Who do you think you are talking to? Some kid that fixes bicycles? I know every inch of the 707. Take the wings off this and you can use it as a tank. This plane is built to withstand anything except a bad pilot. I have the documents, Kat. Do you have to go to work on a night like this? They don't call them emergencies anymore. They call them Patronis. A week ago, I didn't know we'd have the worst storm in six years. You've always got some damn excuse. Can you fly this airplane and land it? No, not a chance. You're the only chance we've got. This is Cross Canada Charter, flight flight 714, in distress. Come in, anyone. I want you to get on a horn and talk this guy down. You'll have to talk him onto the approach. And so help me, you'll have to talk him right down to the ground. Is it that powerful? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. 
F-15 is at 10 o'clock. The guy sitting next to it was about 170 pounds. He went through that little space like a hunk of hamburger going down a disposal. Yeah, I'm sure. We've got explosive decompression! What the hell? Ted, we're falling, Ted, we're falling! Five minutes past 12 midnight. From Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world, Genuine Modern Radio. Radio Flom. Tell me about this this emo rapper, right? This, <laughs> that's <laughs> hella funny that that's how we're gonna start this. Perfect. Yes, I'm gonna tell you about this emo rapper, <laughs> sad sad boy rapper. I think they're sad calling him, him nowadays. Oh, so so it's not necessarily the style of emo. It's just he always talks about sad stuff. Um, I mean, so, sometimes, sometimes. Uh, so ho- shout out to Hobo Johnson first and <laughs> foremost, because right, right. Hobo. Um, like now, this kid is like selling out arenas on world tours. Yes, and a couple years ago, he came into my open mic for the first performance that he ever like did. Right, right. Um, and he signed up with the name Hobo Johnson. And my friends used to put fake names down on the open mic list just to make me say ridiculous shit. Oh yeah. And I thought Hobo Johnson was for sure one of those things. <laughs> but I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll say this. I'll call it. And he came up. And that night, um, I remember being blown away. I was—I fell in love and was like, I love this kid. The fucking honesty and the vulnerability, the, the like, yeah, just really raw. Um, at the time, he, he was really, uh, he didn't have his wits about him. You know, he had a lot of nerves at the time. Right. Um, which he's like kind of made into a, into a brand. You know what I mean? Like he's just very, um, he's very him. His name's mm-hmm. Frank. I have with me uh, Andrew Defy. Yes, yes. How are you doing today, sir? I'm fantastic, man. My heart's still beating, my lungs are still filling up, and uh, mm-hmm. there's beauty to be found everywhere. You have to get that. Um, I feel like every everyone who does it, this work needs to find somewhere to get inspired, mm-hmm. whether it's art, culture, or activism. That's why we go out to South by Southwest. 
so we can see what's happening in the music. Who's out here? What it's are the new awesome. bands? What are the, you know, because if you sit in Sacramento and it becomes the world to you, then the right. world's only as big as Sacramento and you're going to miss out on a lot of things. You know, so that's justice. the whole essence of what Soul Collective is. Art, culture, and activism. Art, culture, and activism. Like simply, simply put, like that's, that's kind of the, the tagline to really, there, there's a lot. We are a nonprofit arts and cultural center. We've been around since 2005. So if you haven't been by the center, why not? Um, come and find us, we're on 2574 21st Street. We have the art gallery in the front. We have uh, workshops that go on in the back. We have a whole workshop space, thanks to the Good Tidings Foundation, came in and just renovated our whole space. The, the Soul Collective adapts to whatever the community needs. Right. In a given day, it'll be a workshop space to create art for a community activation. Then there'll be a SAC activist mm -hmm. school at night or a, a Aztec dance practice. There's a church that meets there on Sundays. Right. So it's it's an all over community hub. So needless you know? to say, this was a, a great improvement oh, to what it was before. Absolutely, and we got to team with uh, Willie Colley Stein from the Sacramento Kings, who's just a really cool dude, came in and worked with some of our, our youth and, and designed some stuff together. That's really and, cool. And it was such an existential, like, I was like, oh, okay. this dude plays basketball like mm -hmm. I make music or yeah. like I, like artists paint. You know it's what I mean? It's always really like, interesting to think of it that way. No matter what it is that you want to do, whatever that thing is for you, that passion mm -hmm. is for you, like how that translates across. There's a study where they... Gave a bunch of kids, no basketballs, they told them to sit and visualize for an hour a day. They thought about making a basket, what making a free throw looks like, what mm -hmm. it would feel like. And then they gave the same kid, or a different group of kids, a basketball, gave them an hour a day of actually shooting the basket. And in the end, the kids who had the visualization exercise made more free throws than the kids who had been practicing. So there is this this real mental component to anything you're going to do, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To align yourself and then make an action, you know? So we have a recording studio. Um, we have a media label called Soul Life. Uh, on the label currently is uh, World Hood. Uh, electro cumbia global bass a lot of 808s a lot of deep bass a lot of drum machines and like kind of classic hip-hop vibes okay really cool uh that's estella and anin estella is the founder of the soul collective um okay. anin's her husband also founding member of the soul collective uh so yeah that's 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 big brother and big sis and they're they kind of led the way for the music label because right. they're when when they released their music, it got picked up by a lot of places. We made a lot of connections that way. As far as MTV got a hold of it, so there was a lot of room to explore and build relationships. Started in 2012, I think they went down to South by Southwest for the first time to just kind of check it out, came back and were like, this is all Doritos and Budweiser. Everything is corporate, there's no, there's no real activism here you know mm -hmm. um there's no real social consciousness here so with that in mind we started a showcase on the outside not really on the main dragon not affiliated with south by southwest they just have enduring right. south by southwest but because we've been providing a space in sacramento for a lot of these acts these global acts that it didn't have a platform we had these networks where we were able to put a show together with Los Racas and a mm -hmm. tribe called Red and Zezuka Poderosa and all these That's folks awesome. that like they were like how did how did you guys get this lineup and eventually two years in South by Southwest actually hit us with a uh, cease and desist on really? the show because we had a lineup that was like 
kind of better than what they were what they were doing no at the time. You know way. what I mean? Like Estella is is magic and just just hit them with the love. You know what I mean? Of like yo, like let's work together versus That's like awesome, you man. know cease and desist. So we've been doing a showcase at an official South by Southwest showcase for the last four years bringing artists in and highlighting artists who use their cultural backgrounds to promote cultural activism and, and social activism. Every Sunday, we have something going on at Soul Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, first Sunday is the most open mic in the city, so you come, you sign up, you perform. Uh, we have the hater screen, which is a screen that goes up behind the stage where you text in anonymously what you think of what's going on on the stage. All right. um, so you get a real honest feedback about All your right. performance. 8.08 p.m., uh, we respect the sacred geometry of hip-hop. All right. Uh, so... The second Sunday is an event called Plug. That's an open mic, open jam, open dance floor. Pretty much creative folks just come down and we all create together in the same right. space. If you're a musician, bring your instrument. It's all styles. If you're a, a singer, a poet, a comedian, everybody kind of gets up over the band. Um, and it's really just like an, uh, an exploration of the energy that music is. You know, everything's energy, but music is one of those manifestations physically that's um, magic. Uh, third Sundays are going to be Synthphonic, which is a beat producer showcase. So if anybody makes beats, there's a place to come out and be yeah. heard. Um, people don't necessarily... I think Sacramento's beat scene is super slept on. We oh, have wow. some some hitters and some legends, really. Like, DiBiase lives in Sacramento and stays in Sacramento. And that that's like hip-hop royalty, um, oh, yeah. you know? So... Uh, yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of real raw talent out here, and if you're a rapper and you're looking for beats, like this is the spot to be, because a lot of these folks are just getting out for the first time, just trying to get their stuff out there. I right. be telling rappers all the time that they're sleeping on not coming to this beat event because you could easily get a mixtape done for you know, I'm not gonna quote a rate, but you know, a lot right. less than you're gonna get from buying them off of SoundCloud or whatever, very and true, you support very some true. locals. Um, so other cool. than other than Soul Collective, uh, Mahogany on Wednesday nights at uh, Queen of Sheba is uh-huh. the spot if you are a poet. Like there is not a better right. microphone to get on than that one. They and we're talking started, like slam poetry, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. And they they started introducing slam poetry to Sacramento, like yeah. Kyrie, Cleo. Yeah, Ensa'a, Russell, Kuhn, the poet, the whole, the whole, the whole shebang. Like, yeah, man, they, uh, and it's been going on, like, man, I, I'm bad with numbers, but I feel like it's 20 years now. I think they hit their 20th year. Wow. Like, yeah, 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 it's, it's incredible. So every Wednesday night, like nine o'clock, I recommend trying the honey wine before you get on stage, but it is okay. the spot. If you want, like, Poetry in Sacramento, that's the spot to go. If you check out Grace Locher and Shine, I haven't been out there in a minute because I'm usually taking Wednesday nights off, but Grace is an amazing host and just doing some awesome work providing a platform over there. But those are like the two open mics like and, and open mic folks that I would definitely like suggest that people go out and, and really be a part of and, and check that energy if you're not coming out to Soul Collective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we got some, I think we got some guerrilla art flash mobs coming up that we're going to be guerrilla style open mic where we just do it on a street corner. People start yelling and sometimes people start clapping and sometimes people start dancing and then all of a sudden it's a party and you never know who's yeah. going to show up. And so, yeah, I think we got maybe one of those coming up over the holiday season. Like, I feel like we could sit here 
for two to three hours right, and right. just discuss the things that Soul Collective does in the community and, mm-hmm. and why it's so important for me. Um, one thing that's really important, especially on a podcast, is you don't see me. I'm I'm pasty white. Like I could be Larry Bird's nephew, and it's got a nice beard though. <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> Working in a, a cultural center has really allowed me over the last nine years to explore and appreciate cultures outside of my own. We know that you took a trip to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. as, a, as a closer. We had the opportunity to go down and be a part of some cleanup efforts and some um, just some community building out there. And before this even like puts in, in anyone's mind that we were like, going down there some kind of saviors like it's number one we were visitors on stolen land puerto rico is mm-hmm. still like not represented here even if they are part of the u.s mm-hmm. there's a bunch of folks who who don't want to be part of the u.s they feel like you know it, it's colonialism it still is yeah. um so it's important to to go into it with that paradigm that we weren't saviors i learned more from them and gained more inspiration from the people of puerto rico than i could have put in in the time I was there. When I came back, people said, everyone said, how was yeah. Puerto Rico? How was Puerto Rico? And the first thing that I told people was that we as Americans, like mainland Americans, are taught that America is the best country in the world. Mm-hmm. Mainland America isn't even the best country like in America. Oh, <laughs> you know, <yeah>. like <laughs> Puerto Rico is America in, in that way. You know, I'm not trying to discount mm-hmm. anything from, especially after the hurricane that they didn't they didn't look to the city governments. They didn't look mm-hmm. to any. They didn't need any of that, like because that wasn't there for them. That wasn't there right. to support them. The people had to take care of the people. I went to a farm where these guys had had lost a bunch of, like pretty much lost their whole farm in a in a landslide. Right. They start trying to put what they can out of the ground and mm-hmm. salvage what they can. They take it down. They feed the the community that's like down in in the little city. Right. So then the people from the city come out to the farm they help them dig up more they help them dig up more right Mm -hmm. meanwhile these these guys are never thinking to themselves like oh we just lost the years with the profit how are we going to pay for this how are we going to like it was like yo people need to eat when people were together and that's what i noticed there within second day there the guy at the gas station mr andrew and everyone in the in the in the villages in the smaller communities that we were in everyone says buendia everyone you acknowledge each other mm-hmm. when you walk down the street you say hello everyone because and especially there at this point people have, have been building so long it's like family you recover from right. something like that together it's family one really dope thing out of the puerto rico experience for me was we went out to that farm we went walking down to the river. They wanted to show us some these like natural water slides and just the beauty of Puerto Rico, right? right it's right. everywhere. And so on the way down, everyone grabs bags and you're picking up trash on the way down, like just from what's been, you know, kind of okay. swept through the areas. And we picked up like 20 something bags. And it wasn't like, yo, we're out here cleaning up. We were just right. on our way somewhere else. You know, when I was talking to Moy, Moises, who's the, he owns the farm. He said, we take care of the land because the land takes care of us. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we miss in the cement when, when the land is covered in concrete. Yeah. We miss that. But I realized there, I'm like, yo, I'm 3,000 miles away and I'm mm-hmm. picking up trash. But I don't do that in my own neighborhood. Like, right. you know, you see where, like, I live, I live in Oak Park. I live by the community center. It was important. So we brought back uh, 
we brought back the Oak Park cleanup kind of from Puerto Rico. Like I was right. out there and was like, no, nah, we're going to, I got to clean up my own neighborhood. I can't just travel 3,000 miles away and be cleaning things up. Yeah. Like our own neighborhoods um, kind of suffer of that. And sometimes you look at, you know, where, where folks grow up and, and how that, how your environment affects you. Trying to honor that legacy of Dr. King for sure. And, and just, you know, inspire folks to, to clean up our communities. So that was that was some of the big things from Puerto Rico. The music was amazing. The food mm-hmm. was incredible. It was everything was like pork, cheese, and fried, which wasn't super great for the vegetarians that went with me. I was loving it. Yes, it was incredible. As a community, what do you think of Sacramento? <laughs> Sacramento need to get the hate out of its heart. Mm-hmm, um, but other definitely. other than that, you know, I mean, it's it's really just like building the love. I think here for so long, there's been so little resources mm-hmm. um, that it be it kind of just like forms this crabs in a bucket mentality that you hear right. people talk about, and like that's why when you see someone start to have a little bit of success out of the city, you'll start to see a bunch of like folks who can't really be happy for that person or, or don't mm-hmm. really got like a genuine love for that person. It's more like, well, what, what about me? What, what yeah. am I? And it, it's kind of because it, people got in this mind state that there isn't enough for everybody, and mm-hmm. I feel like there there is starting to be more. I won't say there's enough for everybody. I'm not saying because artists aren't getting paid enough. You know what I mean? Exactly. For for what they're doing, they're not able to sustain themselves, but there's becoming more. Like, you know, just just easing up a little bit and and really su- figuring out how to support each other. Um I think it is is like a big part of where the improvement comes from. That's where I've seen the most success in Sacramento outside of Soul Collective. I also uh, work with a group called ZFG. It's like a, mm-hmm. a group of creatives, and that's kind of the foundation for it. Someone walked up to one of the members. Shout out to Andy S. Um, yeah. And they walked up to him and they asked him, "What is ZFG? Right. Like, are you guys a are you guys a rap group? Are you a poetry group? Are you mm-hmm. a promotions company? What do you guys do?" And he said, "We're a support group for artists." Okay. And it was the most like, I'm like, yo, how am I the founder and I've never thought of a better way to explain what this is a bunch of folks who who really believe in each other and will really give each other the the truth if you turn in a, a week performance somebody's gonna walk up to you and ask you and be mm-hmm. like yeah what's going on with you well you seem yeah. like you're a little in your head right mm-hmm. now you got other things you know like but out of a out of a loving space and in that loving space comes that criticism mm-hmm. like that's that's the the important part of having people who love you around and really love you around and want to see your art progress, want to see you progress as a person, right. is that they'll be the ones to call you and be like, hey, that that was a 7 out of 10, and I know you mm-hmm. got a 9 in you at least. Right. Like, you know? Um, so I think there has to be that kind of honesty in Sacramento. It was, course, it was weird when I got here. I came from the Bay Area in 2009, and... Mm-hmm. When I first got into the hip-hop scene, you would have somebody on stage that everybody was outside, had walked out of the performance, was smoking cigarettes, talking about how whack this person was. Right. And then as soon as they came out of the venue, everyone dapped him up and was like, yo, you got to be honest with people about mm-hmm. it. Like, and, and value yourself enough, like, there needs to be a, a pipeline um, for the the artists in the city, and I think mm-hmm. we're I think we're doing a lot of good to make it that way. I think right. we just need to continue the pressure on things. A few years ago, 
you couldn't busk. We were getting shut down on street corners all the time. We've been shut down and told why. We've been shut down for the music, the amplified sound, you're over right. the decibels. I've actually mm. had officers come up and say, I have to shut you down. I don't know why. Really? I like what you're doing. You guys sound great, but mm. I have to shut you down. And that's what it, that's what it used to be. I will say this this past year or two, it's, it's been a lot better. Say it's been without incident, but you know, it's. The mayor came out and he announced that, that busking was a thing and that it, um, he was out there banging on buckets with the mandarins and that was his cover for The mayor was doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. No, it, it definitely got, um, you know, in 2017, that was like our big mission was really to push busking. There's still, there's loopholes. And this, so this is like the other part of the city and where the city as a whole can improve is cultural mm -hmm. equity and an understanding of what that actually means. Exactly. So when you look at something like busking, right, mm -hmm. there's a specific rule against drumming that goes along with no drumming, no hooting, no yelling, no screaming, no, like all of these things, right? That they could cite people for. Now, tell me you've never walked so out of weird. the Golden One Arena and heard the Woohoo Girls. Now, why yep. isn't the brew bike getting shut down for all this screaming and yelling that's going on from there? So that's not something we're looking at. But right. we've been shut down with drums numerous times. And really? they tell us to put the drums away every time. That's always something that's, that's a problem. I could be out there with the violin. I can right. be out there with the fiddle. I can be out there with any of these instruments, stringed instruments. Where do, where do stringed instruments come from? What lineage is that when you trace that back culturally? Those are European instruments. Uh huh. Drums are centric to African culture, to mm -hmm. Latin culture, right? So right. black and brown cultures. So there's literally a difference in playing European instruments versus right. playing black and brown instruments on the streets. So bringing that to people's attention and the understanding that, that, that this, that's what white supremacy looks like sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just people running around in, in hoods. It's an entire system of oppression, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and, and people not being able to express themselves and, and really being, you know, quieted. Um, right. On, Quite literally. On, on really like basic levels that you wouldn't mm -hmm. like you kind of got to dig to get there. You know, I'm not I'm the I'm the last one to minimize the issues that we have with systemic oppression and racism and, and all of these things. But really to like I think the only solution is to find this this brotherhood amongst us, at least to be able to stomp that out. You know what I right. mean? Like um, so. I don't know, I guess I'm being kind of vague because I, I definitely, you know, I just, I don't want to come across as that I don't see color. Can't we all just get course, along? You know, course. there's some real shit going on. Mm -hmm. But I think everything has to be based in love instead of fear. Right. That's, that's really at the core of like who I am and, and where I come from is that love trumps fear. You know, mm -hmm. everything is either based out of love or based out of fear if you trace it back far enough. And I'm just trying to stay based in this love instead of mm -hmm. in some fear. Exactly. So that's really like kind of where my, my head's at, where my the, the center of my being's at right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you are posting about racism, mm -hmm. then ask yourself when the last time you had a person of color in your house was. 
over for right. dinner was. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when's the last time you loved on the community of color, the LGBT community? Mm-hmm. Like, when, like, so actively love on people. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you even got to be out there protesting, you know what I mean? Some folks, some folks do that, and it's a beautiful thing, but, like, we need actively, we need to actively love each other. Okay, kids, let's talk about a little thing called stranger danger. Now, the first rule of stranger danger is stay away from those creepy-ass mustaches. He had a pocket full of cash and a creep mustache Looking 70s newscaster out to get some ass The rhyme burgundy absurdity wouldn't occur to the average specimen But they just ain't as fresh as him So he keeps it time selling as he wants Cause everybody knows that if you got it you should flaunt it Looking like Burt Reynolds on Rogaine Under your nose, man, got the bomb, Saddam Hussein 88 Wade Boggs version Bigger porn stash than a teenage virgin Gogok at the nose, Mohawk We'll talk about Chuck Norris Get your lip for his cocock Don't get your cocaine, catch a roll in a bunch Ain't no such thing as free lunch Push your trout mouth, Howard Taft looking ass Trust no man with that mustache He got the creep mustache Here comes the man with the creep mustache Beware the man with the creep mustache You can't trust the man with the creep mustache Ooh, the creep mustache Watch out for the creep mustache He's out to get you with the creep mustache Everybody do the creep mustache Pardon me, Sergeant Slaughter Them whiskers got you looking like a walrus underwaters Just slaughter for the fire Got it in check like Alex Trebek Tried to be fresh but came up short like midget sex Yo, Raleigh Fingers You get the digits yet or did she just reject you Cause his stash demands too much respect For God's sakes, girl, it starts at his neck Said his face came with handlebars So you know what to expect And you fell for it Got lower than your pride felt the next morning He reached over, grabbed his cop shades off the nightstand Asked how you like your eggs, you said Not in this fucking apartment You should've known better He scored and got his creep mustache, so whatever In his book, that's a win Goes back to his furry-faced friends to chat where their mustaches have been The creep mustache Watch out for the creep mustache He's out to get you with the creep mustache Everybody do the creep mustache Yeah, I'm talking to you Thin ass gold chain Got the anchor hanging off of it Little bit of chest hair Got a tuft hanging out the top Creepy motherfucker Man, my face is I got food on my lip Hey yo, Defy's girlfriend showed me a photo of him in the 7th grade He had a fucking creepy mustache Yo, Rise, seriously What the fuck you doing out behind the boards? Dog, you're creepy. I'm fucking sneaky. You know what you have. Girl, don't even try in front because it's on your record. Girl, if I did have a creepy mustache, you would love that shit. You wish. You wish. And Rise is just mad that he can't grow a creepy mustache. Got whiskers looking like a rat. The fuck invited you? This is me and Crush Delight song. No actual mustaches were insulted during this recording. From coach to I'm Takuya Kuroda. I'm from Japan and I play the trumpet. 
latest album two years ago from uh, uh, Blue Note record from here US and uh, yeah I've been just doing this for 20 years. Jazz was born here and then it's based on the culture here and then it's so natural to me to just doing and to be surrounded by the environment. If you are, if you are new to New York, it's, I think jam session is a like uh, can be the only way. It's going on every night somewhere in New York. A lot of places, a lot of venues. It starts at like 1 a.m. It's crazy. So basically, you bring your instrument. I bring a trumpet, and there's a house band playing certain music, certain songs, and you can jump on and play and prove yourself. You might fuck up, but you know, if you did great, cats coming to you like, yo, you sound great, man. Let me get your number, blah, blah, blah. And then that's how you start getting gigs in here. After I graduated new school, I didn't have any gigs. So I had to look for any, any sort of work that I can make money. Of course, I, I came here to do a jazz, there's no jazz. There is a gig, but it pays only $15, $20. God damn it, like, who's gonna make a living with that? It's actually a, like 90% of all the work I've done here is came from the, you know, the, the friend I made at New School, which is so great. Like, including like Jose James, uh, my, uh, and then uh, Corey King, he's in my band, he's a trombone player and singer. All other guys. I think the New York jazz is growing in terms of like crossing genre, not just focusing on the one thing or traditional way. Like everybody's just putting a lot of, lot of other genres essence to whatever they're doing it. Uh, some people are just doing traditional jazz and then they love it, which is great. I love that too, actually. And some people just going more hip hop, going more Latin, a lot of kind of stuff they just, and then now it's allowed to do so. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna go next step always, but it's difficult. So I kind of telling myself like, I right, calm down, one step by one step, you know.
should confess the comfort and revolutionize the child that steals less is more. You are listening to Radio Flom. Because we said so. We cannot meet the complexities of modern life without molded school systems. We must keep our educational standards abreast of the swift moving times in which we live. And now, Gadfly 2. Gadfly. Designer Steve Mahalo. Talks. Higher education. And flom. With designer Jason Marburg. Anyone subscribes to our email and sit there going, Fuck is this? Well, your your aesthetic though is that kind of semi puzzle yeah. kind of aesthetic where it's like people are going to want to spend time decoding things and choices and stuff. So it's like, oh, well, what's up with the skew on this text? Is this relevant to like whatever? And yeah, I, I like that. If people are doing that, a lot of what I get is, oh, I don't get it in two seconds. So I'm leaving. So, but I, I think yeah. But do you really want those people though? Not really. Yeah. I, I I I one of my big causes is to get people to think again. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's, I, I mean, mm-hmm. as an educator, that's why I keep saying students who come in, they just want everything handed to them. Yeah, that's actually something that, that fascinates me about the whole higher education thing, because I, I don't have one, right? Um, so I don't actually have any college. I have a little bit of art school. Um, I was off in the world just kind of clawing my way up after that. And, you know, I've fortunately been able to build a career in publishing and design and, and all that stuff. And, of course, I've learned on the outside as well or whatever. But the chip on your shoulder coming from that kind of background, coming from that kind of working class background, not being able to kind of do college uh, in the same way that a lot of other people would have been able to, to kind of do them. I'm sure I could have gotten loans or whatever, but it wouldn't have been, you know what I mean? Like, I, without that support, like, you need... You need food support, you need just like all that kind of support. I just don't really have those family connections or whatever. Anyway, one thing that I've learned, both from being an adult and the last few years of our shared shitty American politics, is for the longest time I had this notion that if you went off to college, you would be... It, you know, sort of like the the painting of the School of Athens or whatever, you know, like all these amazing <laughs> conversations going on and all these heady topics. How could you not come out and get a degree? If you came out with a degree, how could you not have kind of joined that rarefied air of at least being semi-intellectual. But, oh my God, degree holders, like, not, I mean, obviously, you can't paint with that product of a brush, but so many degree holders are dumber than a fucking paint. I mean, it's um, insane. And that's, I mean, that that's, goes back to what you were talking I, about. The, about the frightening thing is I know why, mm-hmm. and it was, because I was getting a master's in education, mm-hmm. and, because uh, I worked for a pro, for-profit school, they were paying for it, but then they also ripped me off. Mm-hmm. And I could talk about it now, because they're pushing me out the door. But in ripping me off, I don't have my master's. I wanted that MAED right next to it, because Flom was my master's thesis, mm-hmm. how to get education in the hands of people who are just dead set against traditional education. Yeah. Traditional education right now is how do you beat the system? Yeah. That's what the kids do. Mm-hmm. They get the degree, they forget the material, and mm-hmm. they expect the car to show up and you just you have every line item on mm-hmm. your uh, resume mm-hmm. or your transcript and suddenly you're going to get that job. And then when they start getting fired, mm-hmm. they discover it's not that easy. It yeah. doesn't work like that. And I, I get them right out of high school and mm-hmm. I spend most of my time trying to convince them, them. <laughs> this is not how it works. You should be excited about what you're doing. If I mean, I, yeah. I get them acting out. They hate graphic design, so they hate me, and I don't <laughs> hate them. And it's truth is, uh, don't go into this. If you really hate this field, it's very hard, and you are not going to like it, and you're going to drive everyone around you crazy yeah. with hating it. And go find what you're really good at. Yeah, you exactly. can figure out how to make money off of it. Yeah. 
Um, and Our institutes though, man, right? We're talking about the same one, right? Like AI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They we the thing we did there is, and this is why we're going to open the school, is we're one of the best schools because of something I said to my friend Bill mm -hmm. before he became a design director. This school is fucking expensive. Yeah. Let's give them their money's worth. Yeah. And so we pushed as hard as we could. I was almost fired several times for <laughs> getting in their faces. Uh, there's like stories of me tearing up drop forms and going, no, you're finishing my class. I don't uh, care. Nice. And I will go that far. I'm mm -hmm. very dramatic. I know drama works. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you've worked with some of the kids. Yeah. Uh, Christina is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And I remember her in class just... You get them where they, okay, what are the requirements for this assignment? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't care about that. I want to see cool shit come yeah. from you. Mm -hmm. So when I get them into music packaging and stuff, it's mm -hmm. like, let's, uh, and you push them. But then they're really excited when they see what they're able to do. You just got to kind of shake them off that path. A good school is like a, a community house. That is adult education. The doors are open to any worthwhile cause. We all agree on that. Even I. You're listening to the Radio Flome. The best music, we play it all for you.
And that was 24 hours from UK-based Kling. Find more at klingmusic.com. Up next, LA-based Lauren Rocket, Diamond Knights.
What say we cut our walk short tonight? Are you all right? I don't know. I think maybe I'm constipated. I know just what you need. For over 60 years, everybody has known that the name Carter's Little Liver Pills means gentle and efficient health by waking up the flow of a very important digestive juice. So take advantage of this two-way action. Dear, this is supposed to be a walk, not a race. <laughs> of this earth is Brian Mendez. Here's his demo, VHS Noir. Thank you. 
along. A unification of art where no one gets along. Merlin, Merlin, Sacramento, Sacramento.
This is Radio Flom. Hi, my name is Jeff Grobert. I'm out of Sacramento. Uh, I got a zine called Jesus Wept, and uh, you can find it on T4MZine at Gmail. Uh, it's not for the religious type. It's got a very agnostic uh, atheist viewpoint, but it's a lot of fun. It's pretty sick stuff. Tell me about Frankenstein here. Oh, I got Frankenstein. He's my little four-year-old boy's friend. Kind of looks over it here. Uh, I got all kinds of comics going on over here with my stuff. This is a very important community message from Radio Flom. I am really upset right now. The manufacturer of my ducking telephone keeps censoring my ducking commentary to align with their own ducking agenda. Duck them. Duckers. Right, it's time to get to what the flom's happening, otherwise known as the community calendar. But before that, I gotta get in this shameless plug for flom. You wanna give the gift of flom this year? We have a bunch of new merch and a bunch of new swag at the flom house. That's F L O M M dot U S backslash F L O M M H A U S. That's German. So we take great pride in our work. And don't like any fucking fun at all. Anyway, very quality merch on Flomhouse. Check it out or don't. It's all right. It's up to you. Free country and all that. Anyway, getting on to the community calendar. Friday, November 30th. Some Flomish solo work. In November with this launch of the new podcast, Nymphomercial. This new hentai review podcast includes our very own awkward and asexual milk surface. Follow Nymphomercial on Twitter for details as they develop. The Darling Clementines variety show, Gotham Girls Burlesque at Sitterfield Trading Post, 7.30pm, 1630 J Street, Sacramento. The Campfire Relief Comedy Fundraiser, 8 p.m. at Blacktop Comedy, 3101 Sunset Boulevard. That's around the back, in case you're not in the know. It's in Rockland, California. And rounding out Friday is White Nights Black Paradise, full cast stage play. Opens on the 30th and runs through... The second at the Houston Theatre, 6539 Santa Monica Boulevard, Los Angeles. Moving on to Saturday, December 1st, Wild Nights and the Holiday Lights at Folsom City Zoo Sanctuary, Folsom, California. No Cow Resist Pozole Feed. 6 p.m. at Arden Church of the Zazarene, 3337 Arden Way, Sacramento. On the go for you. As also heard on Radio Flom Sundays at Soul Life this week, the most open mic in the city starts at 8.08 p.m. Soul Collective, 2574 21st Street, Sacramento. Sunday, December 2nd, Vintage Pop at the Phone Select Records, noon to 5, 2475 Fruit Ridge Road, Sacramento. 
other things on Sunday. All but was that paper? Here it is. See Hobo Johnson and his band and his own brand of emo at Drake's Brewing Company Campfire Benefit Concert with the Philharmonic, JMSEY, Bazzy Vibe, Robbie and Blue Hoff, food trucks, raffles, and more. This is at the Barn, 985 River Street, West Sacramento. Tuesday, December 4th, complimentary, well, complimentary is a $10 word, which just means free, the Opera House Photo Op, learning a bit of lighting and photography during a Music Town Studio recital. Bring your cameras, bring your great attitudes, just show up and have some fucking fun for once in your life before you fucking die. You'll have access to the backstage before the performance, front of the house, and in the pit. Well, we all want to be in a pit, right? <laughs> is a bit of all right. Five to eight at the Woodland Opera House Historical Landmark, 342nd Street, Woodland, California. Thursday, December 6th, Boogie A Go Go, all vinyl dance party, just like the good old days. Starts at 9 o'clock at the Press Club, 2030 P Street, Sacramento. Friday, December 7th, the day that will live in infamy. Also has December 7th, 100 foot, 100 art show, 100 under, sorry, sorry, let me try that again with the right words. 100 under 100 art show, featuring a bunch of Flummis and other Sacramento artists with works priced $100 or less at the Walmart at the Walmart, yeah, at fucking Walmart, get the fuck out of here, at Wall Public Market, 1104 R Street, Sacramento. A celebration of 40 years of the Dead Kennedys, the Moans Live with Dead Kennedys, TSOL, and more. At the Ace of Spades, 1417 R Street, Sacramento. That one starts at 6 o'clock p.m. December this fucking December. Thank you very fucking much for that. Sunday, December 9th, Art Deco Winter Gala, 5.30 p.m. at California Auto Museum, 2200 Front Street, Sacramento. So that's all we got for the 9th. So moving on to the 10th then. Monday, December 10th, Preservation Sacramento Holiday Party, 6.30 p.m. at 58 degrees, 1217 18th Street, Sacramento. Saturday, December 8th. How the fuck on? I've seen the 8th down here. I just read the 9th and the 10th. And now, the, oh, this, whoever wrote this list is really fucking out to lunch. I'll tell you what. All right. Saturday, December 8th. Going back in fucking time here. Maker's Mart at 1400 J Street, Sacramento. Old Type Christmas Bazaar at Preston Castle, Ione, California. Sacramento is burning. Magazine release party, 5 to 8 p.m. at Phono Select Records, 2475 Fruit Ridge Road, Sacramento. All right, now we're back to Thursday the 13th. Looks like here. Good. Capital City Wall Crawl into the Spider-Verse. So I guess it's a bit of a spin on Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. All right. Hosted by Oblivion Comics at Sacktown Spidey. 3 to 10 p.m. in downtown Sacramento. Also, Oblivion Comics, second Tuesday, open mic, 
1020 11th Street. This is across from the cathedral, remember, Sacramento. Friday, December 14th, Mersbo and Prudent at Oakland Metro Opera House. Obviously, Oakland, California for that one. Saturday, December 15th, Bloody Winter's Ball starts at 9 p.m. at Club Necromancy, 1119 21st Street, Sacramento. Sunday, December 16th, Audio Waffle number 49 reschedules because of the campfire. So now it's actually on December 16th, 1 p.m. at the Red Museum, 212 15th Street, Sacramento. Thursday, December 20th, Silent Disco Skate, 7 p.m. at the Downtown Ice Rink, Sacramento. Friday, January 20th, January, oh well, happy fucking New Year, just snuck in January on me, did you? Right, January 25th, as I was saying, Friday, Choir Boy at Momo, Sacramento, 750 7pm, <laughs> sorry about that, I was reading my apples and pears wrong, sorry about that, 7pm, 2708 J Street, Sacramento, January, and coming up also in January 2019 in the new year, Avant is coming to San Francisco, a totally immersive flamist art. Fashion, media, experience, keep your eyes and ears mostly on Flom Media for updates. We'll be posting a lot on Instagram and on the shadow bands in ever. March. So moving on to March, not only will St. Patrick's Day be then, but it will also be Flom's 423 Blue event happening in Stockton, California. Keep your eyes and ears open to Flom, F-L-O-M-M dot U-S backslash Dertung, D-E-R-T-U-N-G for more info on that. This has been what was the Flombus Hasseling, and this is the last community calendar for the season, as this is our last show. For the season, don't cry, don't fucking cry, just the last show for the season. Updates of cool things will be happening on the Flom universe. You can see also the latest things on our page of Facebook at facebook.com backslash Flomus to find your way on the Facebook group. Le Grappo de Flamme Maguto, and I'll say to you, the fuck out of here. And now, Borg von Modner's unique brand of Schnitzel. Some days I feel like I'm getting old. Story untold and soul unsold. Like all I have is this illness and a lost opportunity to have your heart though you never knew me. And I thought it would eat me alive to meet you and leave with a hug and high five. And here's where you and your concept divide. I've worked out our chart and it says we'd be so fly. Look, I don't mean to come off like a creep watching you sleep in your house on Fifth Street. Because I don't like everything you do, but your flaws are what make you you. And I hope you're impressed and I hope that you aren't because I'm terrified of anybody judging my art. Maybe we'll always be far and foreign or cross paths and split like Corey and Lauren and we'll never love like Carrie and Fred or like Magritte's lovers and cover our heads because I can't lift a cannonball and I can't fix you when you fall.
I guess I'm just a mere mortal too, breathing and aging and flawed like you, stuck to a tiny blue dot in space and finding stardust in the lines of my face anyway. Fuck age, it's just a number. I write better now than when I was younger. I prefer flawed to perfect, and I hope all your dreams are worth it. Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world. This has been Radio Flom. Recorded live before a studio. Contributors this week, in order, were... The Real Morgan Freeman. Mac. Steve Mahalo. George Kennedy as Petroni. Chad Andre. Andrew Defy. Worldhood. Takaka Kuroda. Interviewed by Gomar Markarian. Jason Marnberg. Inner Mirror Niuk. Kling. Lauren Rocket. Of This Earth. Danger Holly. Malcolm Bliss. Jeff Grobert. And. Borg von Modna. Also featured were. The announcings of. Jason Spires. Audrey Daggett. And. Cliff Allen. Radio Flom is produced by Steve Mahalo, Devin Parks Cloutier, and Milk Surface as himself. Theme music by Chelsea Davis. Sound design and engineering by Steve Mahalo. Radio Flom is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. However, recordings of contributors or guests of Radio Flom are still protected under international copyright law. Radio Flom contains works featured for review, opinion, critique, and or artistic transformation, and may contain adult content and nudity. Want to be featured on Radio Flom? Drop us a note at www.flom.us slash contact. Flom is a modern art game app, art history resource, faux historical art movement that uses new media to generate interest in art history and education. Flom is an online connection to art history, music, and beyond through Tumblr, Instagram, and other social medias. We are all Flomists, and you can be too. Donations graciously accepted at patreon.com slash flomus. We are at Flomus on most social medias. Flom is sometimes explained, but usually not. This is Cliff Allen saying thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this podcast, well, do something about it. The company I was working with, Arts Entertainment, they sponsored Stanley's birthday party. 
down at Comic-Con. It was actually uh, Stanley's 80s birthday event, so it was an 80s motif, 80s theme to it. So they have a Devo cover band there. Stanley arrived. He was much taller than I thought he would be. He had several young ladies attached to him a limousine. People cheered. He walked in and excelsior the whole nine. We're like, wow, there's Stanley, three feet away from me. And then um, ushered upstairs to the upper VIP area, which we had access to. Until he got there, suddenly uh, my, my badge wouldn't let me up there. The, the strong-arm bodyguards were like, nope, you're not allowed up there, even though our company sponsored the birthday party. So for the next hour, I got to see Stanley from four levels below looking up at him because we had planned to actually meet him to do a photo shoot together, which never occurred. But it was nice. I finally got up there through this maze of security guards. I, once I reached the upper level, there was Stanley, Excelsior off the door, <laughs> whisked away with the same ladies or different ladies he'd been uh, escorted with. Probably total time. He, he was uh, having a great, great, wonderful day. Good pictures. And, of course, everybody showed me the photographs of him with everybody there except moi. <laughs> okay, that's the season. Grateful for all our guests and contributors. Should we do another? It's huh. right, probably. How about this? First person to respond to this right now on any of our social media gets a free font. <laughs>